0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Turveson, joined with Reed Bacon. Got a great one today. We're going to tell you exactly why that 12-team playoff for the college football playoffs is a great idea. Exactly why the addition to Nealon Stadium is might not be that great, and why we just love ball baseball right now. So, let's get into the show. By the game. Snap the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is. No, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed.
1: Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida
0: 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught oh, Tennessee.
1: Tennessee That is by Tennessee, one. Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25 20 15 10 5 what did he do all he did was score joey pence touchdown on play number one
0: so before we get into the show gotta shout out our number one sponsor at bet online you know, baseball is coming up. Uh, you also have the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and there's just a ton of stuff to bet on. So, for all of your news, your stats, all the odds that you would want, Bet Online has that. So, go on, head over there and, uh, you know, get in on that action. It's, it's fun to bet on these games, it gets a little more interesting that way. Um, so, visit the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Welcome on, everybody. Um, exciting episode today. Going to get to talk about some. Uh, college football playoff updates, and uh, let's start off, though, talking about baseball. Uh, the Vols are now playing LSU again this weekend. Super excited for it. Uh, it's actually Saturday right now when we're recording this, so games tonight, um, and I just want to start off by saying their coach is the damn crybaby. <laughs> uh, Reed, I think you might agree with me there let's go. Got
1: the UT sweatshirt on this morning. I'm a big baseball guy over here. I used to strike out pools in my sleep. No, uh, I really am. I'm fired up. I'm nervous that we're playing LSU. I don't like playing teams that are hot. I don't like playing teams that their coach is retiring or somebody went down with a season-ended injury and – you Know just like these, like other storylines. It's like the storylines that like Tom Rinaldi's doing, like on college game day, because yeah. then those teams are always like playing well, or they always have like this extra just like stuff looming. It's like so crazy, really, crazy
0: motivation. Like, yeah, their, exactly. mas- their mascot died last week, so now they're gonna play really right. hard.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, um So, I always get nervous about that stuff. I'm fired up, but I am nervous. Like, I don't get nervous for baseball, but I guess I am now. Um, And, um, yeah, I mean, I just would have rather played – who was it, Oregon or Oregon State that they played? Yeah, I Um, think
0: so, Oregon.
1: I just – yeah, I just – know I would rather have played someone that has to travel – all the way here, they didn't perform well against LSU. It sounded like they choked, but I just don't want to play LSU because they are a good baseball team. They have a good coach. The last time we played them, I know we're two different teams now, but it was like we swept them. That sounds great. But me being a non-big baseball fan, I was like, oh, we swept them great. And then I found out they were one run each. They were all walk-offs, like pretty close games is what they said on the on the radio this week. So, yeah, I'm fired up, though. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, if we, they were,
1: one, if we get to one tonight, I'll feel very, very bad. I'll feel much better.
0: Yeah, they they were close games for sure. I remember watching them. Um, you know, you're in Knoxville. Are you thinking about going down to that block party they're putting on? So
1: I, I'm fired up about the block party. Um, it's pretty impressive that it started on Twitter and that then people ran with it. And ain't I no, think ain't,
0: that ain't nothing like Vol Twitter, baby. Ain't nothing. No, like
1: they're no, there is nothing like ball Twitter, but it's funny. Like that's such a slippery slope from Danny White, <laughs> because it's like, if there's, if there's any, if there's any negative, like that means he sees all the people. Well, most likely he sees all the people that say stuff to him that are either legit serious that are talking nonsense. Like they're, they, they legit think that a coach should be fired after two games in, or you have people that are trolling that. Cause I mean, I hate it, but I do know people like I, like, I guess kind of buddies of mine, but they're more like acquaintances, but they literally make troll accounts just to say stuff, just to get laughs. But like some people don't know that. And then it's like, so it's kind of scary because it's like, it shows that he does listen and see stuff. But then it's also, this was, it was used for a good thing. Like he heard the black party idea. They listened to it. So it was great. But I'm telling you, all Twitter is awesome, but it gave, it gave them a lot of credibility. Cause if it, when it comes season time, they're going to be, throwing more stuff out there for, for Danny White to hear.
0: That's, that's true. It's like, oh, well, you gave us this. Why not give us a little bit more once the season rolls right. around?
1: Right. Very slippery slope. So, yeah. uh, but obviously – but he's a smart guy. He's not going to listen to the nonsense. He knows he can't. But, no, I think it's really cool. Uh, I did think about going down there. I'm, I'm not going to go down there. I'm actually going to be on the golf course with my dad this afternoon. And then he and I are going to finish up and actually watch the game. But um, – I, I think it's gonna be dope I, I really I, I saw that they are expecting like 80 to 90 thousand people which is just like I mean that's it's gonna be awesome I mean I lived in Nashville when the you know I'm not a predators fan but I lived in Nashville when the predators were doing all that stuff and the block parties became a huge deal where they'd shut down Broadway and it was a cool scene I mean the whole city was buzzing about it so I think it's gonna be pretty awesome
0: yeah I agree I, I feel like they should do this more often just for different stuff like and especially with you know lindsey nelson stadium the way it is it's there's you can't there's no room it's 4500 seats and everybody wants to watch it. it's like the perfect opportunity um and you know danny white comes out with uh you know other news danny white comes out with you know his 500 million dollar plan to renovate everything um you know saying that it's going to all the sports Uh, it's going to exactly where the donors want it to go. So, you know, if the donors saying, I want this five mil to go to baseball, go to baseball, but uh, looking to renovate Neyland and add like a bar area um, in one of the end zones and a jumbotron look, I like the jumbotron idea just because if you are sitting underneath the jumbotron now, you can't see anything. Like it's nice to have that on the other side also, but this bar lounge thing, it just annoys me because we're going to be losing what 3000 seats, 4,000 seats, something like that, you know, go under a hundred thousand for the total capacity. And why in the hell would you have a bar if you can't even serve alcohol? Like I'm going to go to a bar to get a diet coke. They can't serve alcohol. Can they?
1: You've been living under a rock.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I haven't gone to a game in Nealand in a while. I mean, when I was there, I was playing, so I wasn't in the well, stands. Know,
1: yeah, no, it was um, it was I guess two years ago or. Yeah, it was when we played BYU, I think, for the first time as well. If, if My memory serves, that was the first season they started serving alcohol in Nayland. Okay. Yeah, which I get it. You're a player. Like you said, you were on the field. You're not in the stadium. So, yeah. like, you know, and it wasn't a big deal to you, I guess, at the time. But, yeah, I think it was – I don't know if you're, you might have still been playing in the NFL. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think it was – BYU that season, the Georgia State season. I think that was the first. So uh, that was what, two years ago?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So two seasons ago, they started, yeah, they served out, they started serving alcohol.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's better just for the bar. But like I said, if it's going to take our capacity under 100,000, I don't want it. I want
1: 102,455. So, all right first off a couple of things it's very impressive I read an article that they're doing and they need 500 million and they already have 200 million of it <laughs> that it's it's it, 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 it happens so quick big big college athletics is amazing whether it's our don't like you know we have our big big hitter donors like everyone else does but it's just like hey yeah they like call you up and it's like all right this is what we're doing yeah 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 how much you need it's like well you know you can give whatever you want it's like all right here's 20 mil and it's just like nothing you know we're like you know, here's 15 mil, no big deal, and it's all the same people um, that probably are giving it. But I just thought that was funny. The other thing is too, um, it, it just for me the vibe is it's going to be like an NFL stadium, and 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 not necessarily just because of the bar, but because they're having those chair back seats, you know, you know behind the the, the behind UT's players and behind the opposing players. Yeah. So it's like that nice little section. They're going to have chairbacks. Those people also are going to have ability to go down to like a, a a bar, lounge, food area that's like field level. And then like you were talking about the Jumbotron that's up there that they're going to have the little walk around. So it's, it's just like NFL. I mean, it's yeah. what it comes off to me. It's like you know, when you walk into the Tennessee Titan Stadium and you're up under the Jumbotron, but down there they got the food and the alcohol and stuff like that, that's what's going to be like on the new um, uh, under the uh, um, Jumbotron. Then you get the chair back seat. So I've been thinking about this, and I, a guy cracked me up, one of the callers who always calls it a sports talk was like, I don't know about this. It always makes me nervous that, you know, I, you know we're going to lose seats in there. And it was funny because when I heard him, I'm like, Oh, and I get it, but that's kind of old school. But now you're saying it, and you're like, you don't want to lose seats. And an article I read, it said that no one has come out and said how it's going to affect the seats of the of the 102,000. Yeah. Um, now that I think about it, like, if Nalen's under 100,000, like, I grew up with that. Like, that was what made it so cool is because it was as growing up, we always heard – Now listen, if it's not 102, whatever. But if it's not 100,000 – and that they're going to pitch it that there's a hundred thousand people in there because there's going to be people with standing room tickets or whatever the crap may be. But yeah, it's, I don't want to lose and, and go under a hundred thousand. The jumbotron's nice. The little bar area, whatever, the chair back seats are all nice, but like there was something cool still walking in Naland, And it's like, I I'm a pre banana, you know, me, like, you know, i I'd rather sit like courtside or, you know, in the skybox or whatever, but, in in times of going to nailing like there was something special kind of that or about it like hey we got no chair backs here you see the people carrying in those little like foldy ones that it's yeah. supposed to help your back it's supposed to help your back and then you sit on them and they're uncomfortable as heck <laughs> so it's like those like just that kind of made nailing what it was now i'm not saying don't re- re- uh, renovate like the the um co- or not the commonaries what are those called like the Walkways. Yeah,
0: the walkways, I mean, bro, if you've ever been back behind the student section, it, mm-hmm. it it's death back there. Like, it is horrible compared to the other side of the stadium. It's well, that's insane. what I was, just,
1: I was just about to make that point. I think it's hilarious that if you're on that V, U, V, W, whatever side, it's really nice and, and cool. But you just take a little walk, and you feel like you're back in 1970s, which I actually don't mind that. Like, I think it's kind of cool, like, you're over there. It's kind of grungy. You're coming through this little dark alleyway <laughs> and then you pop out to nailing. Like it kind of, kind of cool to me now. They'll make it nice and beautiful and it'll look great. But like, I, I will kind of miss a little bit of that dunginess over there. Yeah, yeah okay. it's
0: like it's like you get you get urinals on the on the nice side, you get piss troughs on the other side. It's it's yeah. a, it's a different it's a different feel. Um, yeah,
1: it's like those 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 college those those students need to feel it like all the other students that come from them. They need to get that. You
0: know? Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I I completely agree with you. Like having just the metal seats all throughout and just feeling big coliseum, and it it, it was always sold that like it's over a hundred thousand. You know, I remember like having a poster up in my room, and I think it was, um, I think it was versus Notre Dame. Did we play Notre Dame at home?
1: Yeah. It, there was a yeah. poster
0: in my room, and it was like the record uh, 107,000 yeah. people had been in Nealand. And I just remember being like, oh my God, 107,000 people. Like that is insane. And like you said, if you get to this point where you're adding the bar, you're adding little, you know, walk around area, you're adding these like lounge areas, people to go to. It's like, why are you're distracting them from the game? Like you're giving people more things to do besides the game. NFL teams do that because it's an event to go to NFL game. You're not like, it's not a crazy fandom. You're not going to watch every play, but in college, you're watching every single play. You're making sure you're locked in and, if you have that kind of stuff, it does take away from it. And I the first time I saw that kind of stuff in a college stadium was at Ole Miss when we played Ole Miss. I remember coming out of the tunnel, and there was like a lounge area with like couches and, and seats and stuff on the field level, like right in the corner. And I was and I just felt so strange about it. I'm like, what? Like who paid for that? <laughs> like who set up that like what kind of season ticket holders get the little lounge area and it's in the corner of the end zone like you could not see anything on the field either so it's just like a hey we want to try and talk while a game's going on i don't i don't get that
1: yeah it's kind of gimmicky uh, in in a way in a way in a way there's it just happens that the two of us talking about it aren't aren't big on it but we could talk to somebody else and they could really like it but first off I remember as a kid and you're sitting there and you get the, the, the the PA loudspeaker and they're like, tonight's attendance (laughs) is 103,000. And the whole place just like erupts. Yeah. And I remember one Florida game, they said it was 107,000 and it was like a record or whatever and all this different stuff. And uh, so that, that stuff's cool. And, and, and I'm right there with you. Like I, you know, I, I don't want to – listen, if, if we're just right at 100000 that's fine, but I don't want to go under that because it just feels different. Um, but you're right because that's the exact same point I was going to make about NFL teams. Like, NFL teams, you do have, like, you and I, which are big Titans fans, but then you also have people who just go to the game because it's an NFL game. They'll get a drink. They'll socialize. They'll they'll just go just to say they went. They maybe watch – you know, thirty or forty percent of the plays, and then as the game gets closer towards the end, they might watch. Um, and and it's just it's just kind of like an event. And honestly, we don't need that. Even when we even when Tennessee's not good, we we don't need that because people are still so invested. They're still there. They're still watching. Um, and it, it's just like it's going to look great. It's going to look great. They're going to do a great job you know personally i don't. I mean i would have done the things that like upgrade some things but i don't know about like adding certain does that make sense yeah like yeah, yeah. like like upgrade the bathrooms or stuff or the concessions or that like you can upgrade that stuff and make it nicer but i don't know how much i would have messed with the seats yeah. um you know even given the i mean given the little area of chair backs okay sure um but, yeah, I mean, it's just a different – like, that's what makes college football special is because it's not the NFL. Like, in the NFL, if you're not the Steelers, the Packers, you know, like the Cowboys, even though Jerry World's incredible. But, like, those teams that are just, like – those are the teams that actually have true diehard fans. Like, yeah. like, Cleveland Browns like all those, like, they are true diehard fans. Like, they're going to pack it and actually watch the games like college. But then you got, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins – or, like, you look at Hard Rock Stadium on Sundays and, like, it's half filled, and some people are just in there with their shirts off, just drinking brews. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. Like, it's going to look great and it's going to look nice. And I don't want to sound like some old head, like, get off my lawn. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know like, I just, I, I guess I don't want it to go under 100.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, that's it. I don't, you know, for 27, 28, respectively. What are you, 29? My, my, Who, my me? yeah.
1: I just turned 30 on in May. So yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, we, we talked, we talked about it. Thanks for even knowing my,
0: <laughs> but it, it, you know, we're not old. We're part of the younger generation and it's like, still, I don't want that to change. And, yeah. um, you know, I think the, the new additions aren't for older people, you know what I mean? They're for the younger Good people. Point. Still Good younger point. people are saying, I, you know, I don't want that. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if it goes under 100000 I have no idea if you know the seat total is going to change that much or not. So sorry to interrupt, but got to shout out another sponsor. It is Moinkbox. So this is a meat delivery service that honestly gives you the most delicious meat that you can find. It's insane. Uh, they were on Shark Tank. And Kevin O'Leary even said it was the best bacon he ever tasted. So there's proof. It's very good. Okay. Uh, you know, why do just four companies control 80% of the U S meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy, but you can help change that with point You know, this is a eighth generation farmer and it, it, It's the little guys, you know? You want to help the family business more than the big corporations. So why not jump into this subscription? Uh, So join the Moink movement today. Uh, Go to moinkbox.com slash believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, right now, and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. Free bacon. Who doesn't want that? Uh, That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. So, spelled Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com, slash, believe. That's Moinkbox.com, slash, believe. Let's jump into the new college football playoff. Um, So, this was, it's not official yet. This was uh, an idea created by the people who create the ideas. I don't know. It's like Greg Sankey and all the commissioners of all the power fives and different, you know, talking heads. Um, So it's a 12-team playoff with the first four getting automatic buys and five through 12 play against each other at home sites. So the higher seed is at home. Um, And then the first four are – the highest ranked power five conference champions. I, I love this idea. Uh, I think it's just going to add so much more fun. I think one thing that probably needs to change with it is a 12 game schedule needs to go down a little bit, like maybe make it 10 or 11 just because, I mean, that's a lot of games. That, that a team has to play to get to the championship. Um, but I, lo- I love the fact that it's the conference champion. Like, you're not going to have that scenario a few years ago where it was, you know, LSU, Alabama. LSU beat Bama in the regular season, won the SEC championship, and then Alabama plays them again in the national championship. It's like, well, you didn't even win your, your side of your conference. Like, should you be in the national championship – And then all the inclusive, like UCF, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, those guys that would have never gotten a chance to be in the top four get to be in in the playoffs and get a chance to play against those teams. So I I love it all around. I think people are a little ridiculous when they're like, well, there's going to be blowouts because the number five team is so much better than the number 12 team. There's already blowouts. That's how most of these games have happened. There's only been like two games that have been one-score games, in throughout the entire you know playoff system over the past what is it, six years? So, I I, I think it's I think it's great. What, what what say you?
1: Um yeah, I'm fired up about it. I uh, I didn't hear anybody say there's gonna be blowouts. They probably did say that, so I believe you. But like you said, it's a great argument. Even the freaking you know when it's like the only four teams like the, the semifinal games are usually blowouts, you know what I mean? So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Um, I'm really excited for it. If they do it, uh, I, I'm very surprised. I thought they would go to eight, but 12, I love 12. Like I think 12, I mean, if it was eight, I'm good with eight. I think 12 is a perfect, a perfect number. Um, I don't want to really want to go more than 12, but I, mm-hmm. I think I think 12 is a good number. 10 would be, you know, okay. But I saw what they, who would have been in there last year. I would have loved to watch Coastal Carolina get a chance at Notre Dame. I would have loved that. Now, here's the thing. The bracket that I saw from last year would have been Coastal Carolina versus Notre Dame, and whoever wins would be um, playing uh, Oklahoma. Now, what stinks is I feel like Coastal Carolina would not have matched up well against Notre Dame because Notre Dame just would have ran the ball. But I thought if they somehow won, I thought Coastal Carolina could match up very well with Oklahoma. Yeah. So, like, those matchups would be very enticing. And that was just from last year. Um, I, I One thing that I haven't heard people talk about, which I think is pretty surprising, these coaches want this playoff because this is going to keep a lot of coaches' jobs. And not oh. one person. Dude, oh, not, yeah. one, not, not one person has said this on any media, local or national media. So I like want to get on national TV and say this because I haven't heard anyone say it. These coaches are going to love this. And I think it will bring some stability to some of these programs. For example, like, well, he's had a couple good years. He got to a, a New Year's Six Bowl and he got to some other big bowls. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wait till he can say, I made it to the college football playoff. And it's like the one of the example I could think of was like Mark Rick or like yeah. you know, when he was when he was at Georgia or, te- or Tennessee when we had Philip Fulmer. They didn't win the national championships. Like, well, excuse me. We all know Philip won one. I always argue he should have won more. Mark Rick never won a national championship. But coaches like that, they're getting that nine, 10, 11 win year, but they're not making it to the SEC championship. Or you know Big Ten or Pac-12 championship doesn't matter. They're in the playoffs, and as you know, as you know in the NFL, all that matters is making the dance because you never know what's going to happen. Then injuries, but but the other thing too about is you're talking about blowouts. Yeah, there's plenty of blowouts, but that one special upset, we're all going to remember it forever, and it's going to make it worth it. That's it. You could have those first. Uh, seven games or six games, all six of them can going to be blowout. And if we get that one that's an upset, it changes the game. You know, yeah. it's all it takes is one. And it's going to happen. It, it, that's sports. That's why you play them.
0: And, and it's in, it more of a selling point for recruiting, too, where guys can say, like, hey, come here. We, we make it to the playoffs. Like, we'll make it to the playoffs instead of this, you know, monopoly pretty much that Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson have, where it's just like we're the only teams that are going to make it. So right. if you want to play in the championship, you have to come here. Right. Of these three teams, all the others won't like they're fighting for the fourth spot and they can't make it, but it's like, Oh, now there's 12. Now it's, you know, a guy might pick Wisconsin over Ohio state because he knows what Wisconsin can still be in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. A, guy might, a guy might pick Tennessee over Alabama because he knows Tennessee can get to the playoffs. It's like, so much more wide open. And you said coaches saving jobs. Like imagine a coach saying like, I won a championship and I got to the quarterfinals for four years out of my, you know, 10 year career. So it's like, Oh, you're doing pretty good. Right. You you won one, obviously you want to win more, but you're still, you know, in the playoffs, you're still putting your name out there. And um, so all around, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I, I agree with what you said, where, I thought it was going to be eight and but them to do 12, it makes those firm those first four spots that much more valuable because of the first round buy. And I love the fact that there could be home playoff games. Like yeah, it yeah. matters if you're number eight or number nine because you got home field advantage. And it's not yeah, just can you a, ma-
1: it's can not you just imagine a neutral it, site, then,
0: which is you, awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine saying, hey, I got tickets to the playoff game and we're talking about Nayland Stadium and the
0: Tennessee Vols, and it's like, you know, Dude. December. Oh my God, how rambunctious be. that place would be for a playoff game, in it'd be Mayland? insane. It'd be insane. It'd be insane because now,
1: now I'm literally
0: getting chills right now thinking about it. Listen, I am not t- lying.
1: T- t- Yeah, literally, I don't think it'd be any more rambunctious than the Oklahoma game a couple years ago, the Florida games, the Georgia games. We, We bring it. I mean, it is nuts. Now, NBA or NFL or some of these pro, there is a much different aura when you walk in a building when it's a playoff. Like, going to a playoff Grizzlies game, which I know a lot of people might not like the NBA around here, but, like, it was an incredible atmosphere. Going to a Tennessee Titans game, that's a playoff game. You can smell it. Like literally it has it. Like you can feel like this just on you, like the pressure it's insane. So like, yeah, we care about Florida and Georgia and Alabama, but there might be just a half centimeter more if you walk in like, Holy crap, this is a freaking playoff game. Like it's like, it's nuts. Like, so it would be really cool to experience that. Yeah. I love that it's 12 and not eight. I'm very surprised that they did that. Um, you know, we should have – we all knew this was kind of coming because it's just money. They can make more money. The one thing I do want to touch on is you're talking about the the games. I don't think you change the game because it's not fair to the rest of the college football to not get 12 games. You know what I mean? So, it's like – you know, it's, so it's like the um, – you know, we'll just say like, you know, West Virginia or, you know, Illinois or, or somebody, they're going to have a chance every – five to eight years to maybe have a good team and make it the thing. But like, I don't want to take two games away from their kids or from their coaches or from their fans, just because the select few elite are always going to have to play multiple games. And the thing about it is like, yeah, it's player safety and stuff like that, but it's only going to be a few teams. And I I just don't, I just don't think it's going to hurt 18, 17, 18, 19 year olds. Like with the technology that we have now and, how people recover and how they watch all that stuff. And these coaches know what they're doing, bro. Like, you know, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Ryan, Ryan day, like, you know, they, they, they know uh, they, they know what they're doing. Um, so like they're going to have the best nutrition, the best recovery time, that's everything. So I just, I don't want to take two games away from the rest of college football for a select 20 to 25 teams over the next, you know, 30 years.
0: Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. So I uh, I do kind of agree with that. Like, I don't want to, you know, take away another opportunity for a kid to play the game. Right. You know, it's right. just like, right. it is, it would suck to just have less time. It, it, Cause that's always what you look back on. Like after you're done yeah. playing, it's like, dang, I wish I had another, like, I wish I had another season. I wish I had another game. I wish I could and play would it, more. Would it,
1: would it really affected you? I mean, just think about it. If you're a senior, and you guys are running and gunning, and you're undefeated, bro. You ain't gonna care that you played that you just played 17 games. You're taking it one week at a time, and you're pumped up. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you sure. know. So um, I mean, it is a lot. It's a lot. I I don't even like that the NFL plays 17 games. I I I wish the NFL would play like probably like 15 games. Like yeah. I, I just you know what I mean? Like it is. It's so. I can't imagine going through a 17-game season in the NFL and then playing playoffs, how those guys' body must feel. I still remember how my body would feel literally in high school in in college. I bet you do, too. It's like, I mean, at the end of the season, you really do just need to do nothing for, like, a couple weeks or whatever. (laughs) But but it's such a business that those guys can only take a couple weeks off because then they're like, holy crap, like, I gotta get ready for next season, so I'm I gonna get, get cut, cut
0: if I don't start right, working yeah. out. Like,
1: yeah, I right, right. So I get it, but it's like, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's big business, and so the more money, I mean, more games, more money. But, um, true, yeah. Very and true. I just don't like I said, like I said, I would love for it not to be 17 games, but I don't want to take other games away from these other kids at other schools.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, makes sense. Uh But yeah, I'm super excited for it. I, I think it's. I really want it to to pass uh well one team that do, that does get kind of screwed but I don't know if they really care is Notre Dame because they're not necessarily in a conference so they
1: can still get one of the at large bids
0: but they can't they can't get one through 4 because it was conference champions up-
1: I, I I will be so pissed if they make an exception just for Notre Dame. Like I will, if they're like, yeah, they can still make it in the, in the top four because they're Notre Dame. I'll be I'll be furious. So they better just join the ACC and get be done with it. And yeah. it was better when they it was awesome when they were in the ACC this past year, anyways. You know they always have to play. They look like Notre Dame. I can't stand Notre Dame, so I don't even want to get on a tangent. But like <laughs> there's their schedule every year, they have like six automatic wins. It's just stupid. Yeah. So um, th- there was actually one other thing I just thought about too is. I feel like as a Tennessee fan, it, like, gives me a little bit more hope because, like, you made a comment about the Alabama-LSU game a couple of years, and I know a lot of people were pissed about that. I wasn't because I thought that they were the best teams. So, yeah. like, I, I thought they were the best teams. It didn't bother me. Like, you know, I, I we'll, we'll never know, but, like, we'll say, like, you know, Ohio State or whoever else was bitching and complaining that year that, oh, no, we got a chance. They already beat them. They didn't. It's like, bro. If LSU or Bama would have played Ohio State, they would have drummed them probably back 30. You know what I mean? Now, we don't know that. We don't know that, and there's no way to prove it. I'm just saying, like, I thought those were the two best teams. So there's times where a couple years ago where they were talking about Alabama and Georgia. And it's like one of them is going to play in the SEC championship, and you have to win that game to make it to the playoff because there's only four teams, but now they'll both get hit. You know what I mean? So so you still want to be SEC champions, and that game is still very important. You still want to win your conference. But if you don't, hey, regroup. You still got a chance, you know. You, you, you still got a chance. Um, we'll hey, I, we'll I, probably
0: I, we'll probably see him again. So just right, get it, ready. And I'm
1: fine. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me that you know most people are like, well, "No, we can the SEC championship. No, dude, it's still the SEC championship game. It, people still want to win that. Yeah. So, but but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like, especially for people like us, like Tennessee, like we got to win the East before we get to the play you know college playoff you know, or, like, you got to win the East and then make the SEC championship just to have a chance at the playoff. No, now you make the SEC game and, you know, you play well enough or win, then you will be in the playoff. So it's kind of nice.
0: I mean, if, you know, if it's the SEC championship we're talking about, the two teams that are in it, you know, if it's Georgia and Bama, whoever wins that game gets so much more than whoever loses – the winner of that game gets a first round bye, gets to be in right. the top four. The loser right. of that game has to play the next week
1: right. against right.
0: another a good opponent. Right, like that that almost makes it more valuable that game in and of itself. Just to be like, we could either be number three or number eight depending on this right. game, and that changes so much.
1: Right, and I agree because ultimately, the only thing that truly matters is the national championship.
0: Yes. So,
1: it's like – so, it's like, you know, you get another chance at it and you have a better chance at it type type deal. So, but, um, yeah, no, I'm fired up. It's cool. I mean, I, I'm still kind of surprised they're doing 12 games, but I shouldn't be – or 12 teams, but I shouldn't be surprised because it's big money, uh, college athletics, and that's what matters. So, yeah, um, look, all right, just, last, like,
0: just like we talked about the $200 million coming in just overnight pretty much.
1: Yeah, they don't care. i care. glad they didn't call me. I'd be like, yeah, I got about – Four sixty for you, about four hundred, about four dollars, <laughs> four dollars and sixty three cents.
0: Did I tell uh, Did I tell you about the 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 like thank you phone calls that we had to make when I was in college?
1: No, you didn't. Yeah, no, but that's 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 pretty tough.
0: Yeah, so they would literally give us a sheet of like thirty names and their you know home or cell phone numbers and be like, call these people, and they gave you a little little you know. Uh, say, like
1: out the yeah, outline you know, to say, or whatever.
0: yeah, outline to say, and it was just like, you know, hello, my name is Kyler Curson from the University of Tennessee football team. I just wanted to call and thank you for the donations that you have made over this past year, like that was what it was. And I mean, we had to do it every year, and it was so awkward and weird, like, you're making us pretty much cold call people, yeah, and, and say thank you, but silver lining one year i got the h's and i got to talk to old jimmy haslam yeah daddy haslam daddy haslam yeah. and called him you know did the little spiel and he you know paused he's like kermison I'm like yes sir yes you're an offensive lineman aren't you like, yes sir He goes, you went to knoxville catholic didn't you yes sir i did he goes how am i doing pretty good I'm like yes sir you are and yeah. he was just like, I appreciate you guys calling, man. Yeah, that that uh, that's really nice. You know, I I love the University of Tennessee. It's like, yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, you we love know, the University yeah. of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> like everything on the campus is named after you. Like, yeah, right. no kidding, right, um, right. So, hey, you
1: know what? I, it it is pretty tough. Like it is pretty tough because, like you said, it is literally cold calling. But it is kind of cool, like. I think it's still pretty nice, um, and you don't know who you're going to meet or talk with. Like you said, you got to talk with Mr. Haslam or whatever. But I, I think it's a nice gesture. But it's funny, like Haslam's gotten 19 million of those calls. He gets one every year, yeah. just like some of these other boosters. They're like, "Oh great, here's my call." But dude, but listen, they're still fans. They're still fans in a way. So like, you know, whoever whoever got a call from Dobbs was like loving it. You know, like that, you know, some of these lamos they're at dinner next, or, you know, they're at lunch, the business meeting, they're like, yeah, I just got my call from Dobbs. Thank you for
0: <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, at, you know, at, I think at that point when I called Jimmy, it's like I wasn't a starter. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I was a second-string guy, sometimes played on special teams on field goals. Like, he yeah. knew me because I was from Knoxville and all that kind of stuff. Right. Obviously, he's a fan. But, you know, some people are like, who the hell is this? Like, Who's calling me right now? I don't even know yeah, who this yeah. is. And yeah. then it's um, it's just funny. It's like no one wants to hear from me. They want to hear from Dobbs. They want to hear from, you know, Justin Hunter. They wanted to hear from, you know, the running backs. They, yeah. like, the, yeah. the, you know, but I, yeah, Still, that's always well, me, just let like let a weird let thing. Let me say
1: this. this. This is funny. This is funny. So when I was in Memphis, they have the thing called the Highland 100, and that's like their big time boosters and stuff like that. We had to go eat dinner with them.
0: I had to do that once too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so I, so listen though, this is me being me. So, this is towards the end of the year. I already knew I was out of there. I'm like, bro, we're trash. I'm not playing college football anymore. Like, this, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm out of here. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, so I was like, it's like November. I've already known I'm checking out. My family was in Memphis um, for the game that weekend. And my dad and my uncle had a tea time and they were going to go play golf. But I was like, I don't think I can go because it's high low hundred crap. Well, me, I'm like, you know, most people my age wouldn't do that. But me, I look at I'm like, dude, just a waste of time. My like, ain't going to be here. I don't want to go have some dinner with these people. They could probably be very, very like some of them probably are stuffy and a little weird, but some of them are probably pretty cool. Like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to be negative and say that all the dinners are weird and not fun and whatever. So they could have gone and had a good time and, you know, you could have gotten lucky with a good family and stuff like that. And it's a nice thing to do, but like, they don't do, no one knew who I was. Like they don't care about some, somebody who's not playing or like, you know what I mean? So I was like, it's just a waste of time. Like, and this is time that I can be spending with my, you know, my dad and my uncle. So I I, I texted our director of football operations and uh, I, and he was a cool guy. He was a nice guy. And I figured he'd be like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's like, uh, I mean, you're going to have to talk to coach Porter about it. So our head coach was Larry Porter. And I was like, he he's, I think I think Tupper, our director of football operations, be like, he ain't gonna go to he ain't gonna go to Porter. I went to Porter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so I was like, I was like, eff it, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to go play golf spend time with my family and stuff like that. So I go and I knock on his door and like walk in. And first off, that was like the second time I've been in his office. All these college football coaches, their offices are insane. It was it was so sick. He had more almost more LSU stuff, Memphis stuff, because that's where he'd won a national championship as a running back coach. But so I go in there. I'm like, hey, Coach Porter. And we talked for a second. He's just like, why are you in here? Like, what is this nonsense? All that. And I was like, hey, I just coach Cupper wanted me to come ask you. I was like, I don't you know, I got some family in town. We're celebrating my dad's birthday. Like, do I really have to go to the Highland 100 or whatever thing? And he like kind of had some smart alecky comments and like was trying to be like, Hey, is that more important than us? But then he was also like, I don't care. Like you're nobody on this team, like whatever. It it was the way he didn't say that, but how he acted. But yeah. So then he was like, I mean, yeah, like sure. Whatever. If you don't want to. (laughs) And so I walked out there and I was like, Yes. Yeah! I, was like, I was like, I don't have to go to that nonsense and stuff. So, but it was, it was pretty tough conversation to have. Like it was just kind of awkward, but I, I just knew I would, it sounds bad, but I knew I wasn't going to be there. I wasn't invested in that team anymore. Like I, you know what I mean? It was, I wasn't part of that program. So I just, I just would have been pissed wasting two hours when I could have been with my family.
0: Yeah. So, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I had to do those two and it's, it's, you know, those people care so much about us that they give their money away for us. So you feel obligated to do it. You know, I grew up a fan before I was a player. So like, I understand the fan perspective, but bro, that thing is awkward. And the reason why sometimes it's awkward is they give the donors food before they give us food. So we show up later, like all the donors have already eaten. We show up, go through a buffet, and then sit in our spots. Or you choose. So you didn't have
1: to go to some, you didn't have to go to someone's home like we did, but y'all no. had to like just yeah yeah okay yeah no. Yeah. So
0: it was like in Thompson Bowling, and they put up tables everywhere, and like you set in a spot or set yeah, and in, like had
1: to talk with somebody. or Had whatever. to talk with
0: somebody, but it's like they're done eating and they're just staring at you while you have a plate to eat yeah so it's like i'm supposed to eat and talk to you at the same time right. like entertain you pretty much yeah you are came- you
1: not entertained <laughs> <It was> like
0: <laughs> you came here to talk to a ut football player and that's why it's just like it, the the way it is presented is awesome. Yeah. that's that's yeah. the problem with it it's just so strange yeah I, I wish it was done in a different way but uh you, know, you just feel I,
1: like a you just feel like a, an animal in the zoo.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. They're right. just
1: like, so Kyler, how'd practice go today? And you're like just trying to get a piece of like, you know, <laughs> you know, steak in your mouth. Yeah.
0: Uh, like, can I finish this chicken? Or yeah, like, yeah. are you gonna ask you another question? Like, am I gonna have to go?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah, like every five seconds. So yeah. It, it's yeah, it's always very weird, but uh you know, they, they love it. It's maybe one of those, it. Maybe it's a story yeah. that they'll have for the rest of their lives and they'll talk about it. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'm that important. The people sitting with Dobbs probably will. But Yeah,
1: yeah it's just one of those things that kind of has to be done. So it has
0: to. Um, I know you wanted to talk about a little bit of recruiting, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to hit on the Walter Nolan thing. And people ask, they DM'd us and hit us up and just said, like, will you talk about certain recruits that you think are people we shouldn't miss on or we, we have to hit? I would just say that this is one guy that, like, we – I mean, we're not high up on his list. Like, he didn't even have us in his list. And I had to do some checking over the weekend and was like, bro, I don't even think we're in on this guy. And then I saw – and it was all over Twitter after I had heard that he did visit. So – but, like, Just because two reasons for me, I don't yet matters that he's a five-star and it matters that he's supposedly one of the best players in the nation. Yes, that matters. But what also matters to me is because he's a defensive tackle and because he's from Memphis. So it's like, say if he was from Alpharetta, Georgia, which is still pretty close to here, and he was a five-star, it wouldn't feel the same as if we don't get him. Now I get it. Memphis is Six hours away, doesn't matter. It's still the state of Tennessee, and it's a very important part of the state of Tennessee for recruiting-wise. And it's just like his head coach was Marlon Walls, like, for a couple years. And it's like when I talk to my Memphis people, which is my family and different people I know down there that are very in touch with this stuff, it was like, oh, he's definitely going to go to Tennessee. Like, you know, like he's definitely locked in at Tennessee. Like, Marlon Walls is a coach. Like, they have a great relationship, yada, yada, all this stuff. And then it comes out, and it's like he doesn't even have us on his list. So, and it might be because people think, oh, he's definitely going to go to Tennessee because of the Marlon Wallace connection or because he's in the state. And some kids don't like that. Like, we know Amari Rogers was never coming here. Like, he wasn't going to go be T. Martin's son again. He had to be T. Martin's son all the way through Catholic, and he wasn't going to go do it again at UT. And I respect that. So, like, maybe he doesn't want to just do it because he is just like, you were the hometown kid that wanted to play there. Some people are like, I'm not going to go to UT just because people expect me to go to UT. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it's so important because he's an in-state kid and the position he plays. In this in this conference, to have a disruptor on the defensive line is, besides quarterback, it's the most important thing, I honestly believe. Matter of fact, in college football, I really do think the coach matters, number one, quarterback number two, and then, like, offensive defensive line. And it's just like, I, that's why I don't want to miss out on him. And that's why I think he's a big deal. But if I'm not mistaken, we have him that's a five-star. There's a couple different four and five stars in the Nashville area. And then the number one running back in the nation is from Mississippi. And I saw his Twitter account that said Germantown High School. And I don't know if that's a Germantown in Memphis or the, if there's a Germantown in Mississippi somewhere. But, like, that would be a kid that would be a huge, huge get, if, especially if he is Germantown High School in Memphis, which it, it will take two seconds for me to check. I know I'm coming into this a little bit unprepared. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I think the Walter Nolan thing is such a big, big deal because of the position, and he is in state. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to get some of the – you know, um, I think it's awesome that the um, Vincent Snead went to a four-star because right when he signed, we – you know, Taylor and I were talking about him off the record, and Taylor was like, I don't, I don't necessarily see it with him. So it was great that like he's must he went down to a camp and really impressed, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And they bumped him to a four star. That's a big deal because it makes our class look better. Hopefully, attracts more people. And it hope and it means that that kid's balling and doing well. And and the thing is, everything you see, he loves UT, and it's a great. I mean, we need defensive ends and people who can go get the quarterback. So that that's a great thing. Um, It was funny that we were going to talk about Rotarius Torrance. We didn't talk about him. He was here for a week. Like, whatever, man. Like, see you. Go go to Auburn. Like, enjoy it. Like, I don't care. I don't know anything about you. You know, I guess he went there because it's closer to home. But, okay, that's fine. Like, uh, other than that, we've just had a bunch of visits. Last thing I'll say, and we can wrap this up, I think this baseball team is an absolute godsend for – Besides UT and, and the university and all of us fans, but for hypel and those coaches, because if you can't bring a kid in and take them to a re- uh, one of the regional games last week and, and be in the stadium, matter of fact, that five star linebacker uh, from uh, Indiana, um, who's who would be a great gift for us, he was there and he was like he was at the game. I saw a picture of it. And it was like he was like this is insane. Like this is awesome. Like this atmosphere is incredible. So, like, stuff like that, like, most of the time we're bringing kids in and we're just, you know, freaking taking them to Calhoun's or to <laughs> showing around campus and whatever bull crap like that. Like, no, yeah. like, people who are in town this week, like, they're about to go to a block party and have their – like, they're going to be shocked and they're going to be like, whoa. Then they're going to maybe go to a baseball game and be like, this is incredible. So, I think that is has helped recruiting freaking big time that they can get kids last weekend and this weekend. Matter yeah. of fact, I was in my own head. I'm like, Reed, stop caring about recruiting. It doesn't matter. But I was like, man, I just wish Walter, Walter Nolan could come this weekend. Yeah. I
0: mean, it gives, it gives those recruits a look at what the fandom here is like what, well, yeah. like what they're going to get whenever they come and play in Nealand. And like, this is 4,500 people and how excited they are. Imagine hundred thousand, like it's going to be a huge difference. And, I, I do agree with that because I took my official visit after I committed uh, in January. So like after my senior season of football, I took my official visit to Tennessee and it was fine, you know, hanging out, seeing everything, hanging out with the guys that I was about to be teammates with. But it's like there was nothing exciting going on. I picked a right. horrible time to go, honestly. Um, so... <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's – I think it definitely makes a difference for sure. And every team can help the other in that way. Uh, you know, b- baseball bringing their guys, recruits and to football games and basketball bringing football games and, you know, bas- or football going to basketball games. And it's, it's crazy how much, you know, everyone cares about every sport. It really does not matter. As long as there's orange on there – these fans, they're dying for it.
1: Well, and the other thing is I remember being at a ba- uh, baseball game – or, uh, excuse me, basketball games, and they would put up on the – on the like I remember one year they put Bryce Brown or then maybe another year they put Trey Smith on there in Thompson Ball Arena, and it's in a crazy atmosphere and a big game, and then they just see the kids. Like I don't even think they announce them. I don't think they can announce them. They just show them on the screen, and the place just goes bananas. The bi- like, that's, that, that's, a big, that's a big deal for a 17-, 18-year-old.
0: When I was uh, when I was doing my internship for for basketball in college, uh, Drew Richman was visiting and sitting up yeah. in the stands, and they just like, uh, welcome uh, Coach Butch Jones, uh, and just he was sitting right next to Drew. They just like put the thing on, and the place erupted. Yeah, um, you know, because Drew's a five star coming out, so it was just like right. That kind of stuff can make such a huge difference. For, why, did for those take, kids. why did you take? Why did
1: you? Why'd you take a visit during the crappy time? Why didn't you get a good game going?
0: Uh, I don't know because I, I think the way I viewed the official visit, I was just like, I mean I'm going here like I don't I guess yeah. I can take it like whatever yeah. I'm not like this this is fine <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a thing and I, I, I didn't even take any other official visits anywhere. Yeah, we've because talked about
1: that. So dumb. You should have just done it just to get the trip.
0: I know. I know. I should have. I. D- I definitely should have. I actually like went to places and like went to camps at places so I could like interact with the coaches. I was just being. I was thinking too logically. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Let's get
1: the. Let's get the. Hey, well, I know we want to wrap this up, but let's get the Nick Saban story maybe next week about when you went down there. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i can definitely talk about nick and why uh why i chose not to go to alabama um yeah. but yeah uh i appreciate everybody coming out uh thank you for listening watching um uh, listening to our opinions i guess and uh you know follow us on social media i'm at kyler curbson facebook instagram and twitter uh at our bacon 26 right or 27 yeah, i
1: think so I don't
0: know. One of those on Twitter for Reed. Um, as always, we're presented by Bet Online. So go over there if you're ever trying to bet on any games and uh, tell all your friends and family. Let them know what we got going on. If you want to contact us, phone number 865 322 9232 and email Football at gmail.com. So uh, as always, go balls.